Doug, what is your least favorite holiday that you're ashamed to say? Or is what's your least favorite holiday? I guess let's start there. You know what I used to say my least favorite holiday was? Was New Year's. But now I love New Year's. Oh, why'd you say it before? It used to be horrible because when you were younger, like in college or something like that, you would want to do something for New Year's, but then you'd spend the entire night just driving around. You'd be like, we're going to go to this person's house. And then it'd be... You'd be driving and it's like, someone's like, oh, it's one. Right. And you're like, what? Missed Did we it. miss it? What? Right. So I never liked New Year's when I was growing up. Are you a big birthday person? Yes. Hello. What? Huh? Who? Me? Yes. You are kind of a big birthday person. I love birthdays. You're the type of person who- No, Doug, Doug, you're not a big birthday I know, person. I'm Everyone else is like me. You are not the, you are the one. Are you the type of person, if you're listening to this, where it's not a birthday day, it's like the whole week is your birthday week? Yes. That's kind of like you, Jesse. The day before is my birthday week. Yeah. Day before I start asking for stuff, people (laughs) to do things. I'm not a big birthday person. Yeah, you're not. Why not, Doug? Um, you know, I just don't like believe in the social construct of age. (laughs) You know? Um, no. Um, I, it's, I always just feel pressure to do something that feels birthday worthy. I think you feel And that pressure. feels like, I mean, I like getting stuff for my birthday, but I'm always Whoa, like- Selfish. But I'm like, I'm like, was it, was that birthday enough? Was it fun enough for people? Do I want to invite people to something that's like going to be fun for them? What's the- why Wait, let me take together? a wild guess. Your anxiety takes over for your birthday? Because you do. <laughs> you like want, a lot of things that you love to do are individualized. Surfing, skateboarding. Like those kind of things and those kind of activities. And it's like, not everybody surfs, not everybody skateboards. Right. So I think you have this burden to be like, do I want to do it by myself? But I love my people. You know what but- sounds fun? I would love to take everybody out on a sailboat. That was a jump. Okay. That sounds fun. Sailboats. Sailboating. Does that sound fun to you? Here's the pressure. See, if you say no, then I will never it, feel confident about doesn't. birthdays again. <laughs> no pressure. I barf on boats. So see, exactly. Yeah, it's over. You heard it here first. <laughs> birthdays don't work for me. For you, I'm sure they all do. It's because I want to do everything that's fun for people to do. Going on a sailboat is fun. I'm not saying it's not fun. I never said it's not fun. I'm just saying I tend to puke on boats. <laughs> so And are you also saying that puking's not fun for you? On boats? Yeah, it's not really that fun. It's not You know really what that I fun. you know what's a magical superpower of mine? I almost said another magic superpower of mine. <laughs> what was the first one? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But um I don't get seasick. Yeah, that is an amazing quality. Or car sick. People that get car sick and seasick are like rolling their eyes at you right now because it is, it really does suck the fun out of a lot of things. I don't get yeah. car sick as much as I get seasick. And, I don't it, get and seasick. it's a slow burn. It's not immediately. That's what stinks. Yeah. It's like, I can do dinghies. I'm like a dinghy sail person. <laughs> I'm like at the dinghy level. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah. Or like a massive cruise ship that doesn't move. Come on, everyone down for my birthday. We're going out on a dinghy. That sounds fun. That just sounds like so much fun. Anyway, the reason why I brought this up is because- Yeah, why did you bring up dates? Is because that's what we're going to talk about. Today, we are talking about hard dates. We're talking about those days that, you know- anniversaries of miscarriages. Maybe it's the anniversary of you starting to try to conceive. Maybe it's the anniversary of a loss or- Yeah, or a due date that was coming up. That's a big one. From a loss. In our groups, that's a big one, is the due date that it was supposed to be. 
Um, but even just, even just holidays like mother's day. And that's yeah. why we're putting this out even before mother's day, mother's day and new year's new year's can sometimes be hard for people, your own birthday. Like we were yeah. just talking about. So we're going to just kind of talk about what those feel like for us and what those would feel like now and in the past and yeah. what can we do about it? What can we do on those hard days? Yeah. How can we prepare for them? And what have we seen in terms of yeah. common sticking points, I would say in terms right. of almost not being prepared for them or being hit by them harder than you need to, I guess. Yeah. What normally happens and how can we hopefully avoid that? Right. And they're unavoidable. Yeah. Baby showers are avoidable. Hopefully some pregnancy announcements are avoidable. Like there are things in the infertility community that are triggering for us and hard for us that we can avoid. Right. But the calendar you cannot avoid. Mother's Day is coming, whether you like it or not. That anniversary of a loss is coming, whether you like it or not. You cannot avoid it. Every year the clock turns over and it's a new year and it's a reminder of whatever. Your, your but birthday, it comes every year. You could try to ignore it. You could just pretend that your birthday doesn't exist, but it's still there. It's still a hard, for some people, a hard date and yeah. you can't avoid it. So today we're going to talk about infertility and hard dates. Welcome back to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so happy to have you here, and we really hope you enjoy today's conversation. So Doug, for you, are, would you say that you are a calendar person? Do, do you think about dates? Mm, that's a good question. Do you think about birthdays? Do you think about anniversaries of hard things, good things? What would you say you are? I would say, admittedly, I'm not a calendar person. I am a calendar person in that I like to, you know, be calendared. I'm very scheduled, very A-type. Mm -hmm. But I don't think uh, birthdays, holidays mean that much to me in terms of processing the pain that I've been through. Does that make sense? They're almost opportunities to look forward. And I get excited about a new year, a birthday. Like, Okay, here we go. We're going into the, into the future. What I would say though, is that I am more often than not surprised how I didn't think about something yet. It comes up. And I say that because I'm not a date person. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I am affected by some of these things that we're going to talk about today more so than I want to admit because I'm not a date person, you know? I almost think, I don't think of myself like, Ooh, you know what? It's been, wow, it's been one year since we went to that appointment or got that bad news. And I, I don't think, I don't even think about it before maybe I get a, an alert on my phone or something like that, or a stupid Facebook memory or something like yeah. that. I don't know if people get those anymore, people but, get Facebook memories. but when There's that, people on Facebook, but still. when that happens, I'm more often than not affected by it. And it's shocking because I'm not a date person. Does that make sense? Are you saying like the body keeps the score in a way? Like, I feel like you would be the kind of person that would be like, why am I like bummed? And then I would be like, well, it's your birthday coming up or we, this has yes, been a year since it. this happened. Yeah. Or, Not necessarily my birthday, but it's been yeah. that it's been it, like this time last year, this is what happened. And I yeah. go, Oh, <laughs> I feel like that's very common for people. It's yeah, like, why am yeah. I sad? And it's like, oh, it's Mother's Day. Oh, it's brief Mother's Day. Oh, it's an anniversary of my loss. It's like, it almost takes our body. Our bodies are so crazy. Like, that is so crazy that like, you could feel like something being off and feel like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. And then 
the other people in your life, hopefully like me and you, I feel like I'm like reminding you like, right, right. This is a, a time of year that we have a lot of anniversaries or a lot of loss that has happened. Or- yes. Would you say that we are multi-sensory organisms and that we're not just cognitive beings? I think that's what you're saying. I, that's exactly what I was saying. Just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> But no, but I mean, what I mean is like one part of the way that we go through the world is cognitively. We remember things, we think about things, but we also hear things, taste things, see things, we feel things, we feel pain. Yeah. And we have all of those things create long-term stored memories. So, you know, you go through like Mother's Day comes up and you're like, why do I feel? I'm just feeling things. Well, cognitively you might not be tuned into it, but every other part of you might be. I know that's just fascinating. Yeah. I say your brain and your body, but I guess you can have the cognitive feelings of whatever you just said. But like, I feel like it's your brain remembering, but your body sometimes could remember first. That's a good, that's probably a a simple way to put it. I would use the word mind, not brain, but let's not split hairs. Yeah. (laughs) Let's not split hairs on this one. (laughs) But, Um, But going back, yeah, that is really, um, that's how it, that, I think that's when you say, are you a date person? I would say no, but the caveat, I still get hit by these things on these dates yeah. and it's shocking because I'm not a date person. Yeah. That's so interesting that like, I feel like probably a taught of type A people, mm-hmm. you would think type A people would be very aware of the dates because they're probably most of them are calendar. That's people. the thing. I am aware of the date. I'm like, Oh, mother's day. Boom. I got it planned. Father's day for you. Father's day. You know, all these kind of things. I got it planned this holiday, you know, if you're in my family, we plan Christmas sometime near um, the day after Christmas. Yeah, I was going to say July. <laughs> we plan it for the next year. Um, yeah, July. It's a good, actually, literally probably around now was when we plan Christmas. Yeah. But Which I'm, your mom but listens I'm very, to this podcast. We love her dearly and we love that. But no, plan. I'm saying I like that. Like I love having it on the calendar. Yeah, I like love it. being all detail or, or, you know, organized, all that kind of stuff. Um, but the implications of, oh, wow, it's been a year since this. That escapes me. Yeah. So what does it feel like when you actually realize that you're like, oh. Um, I feel it's enlightening mm. because I probably feel it first. In your feel, body. Yeah, I feel off. I feel ugh. And then you may, might say, you know, it's been a year since that. Or can you believe that last year this time we were going through this? And I go, yeah. That makes sense. That it's kind of a, oh, that's why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling. Right. It's so funny because I am an absolute date person, but I'm not very organized in my calendar. I am now because I'm an adult and I run a business, but my natural self is not a calendar person. It's more like fly by the seat of your pants, like that kind of thing. But are you aware of, oh my gosh, it's been this, it's been a year since this. That's so funny. Yeah. I never thought about that before, but I, I am, I totally am aware and way more hypervigilant in that area of like, Oh, Christmas is coming. Like I would emotionally, you would want to plan Christmas and I'd be emotionally preparing for Christmas. Yeah. If we didn't have kids. Here's an example for the last couple of Christmases, we've gotten COVID, which it's just been this like so annoying. We don't have to get into Are it. Are you really going to open up that wound? No, I'm just saying My core the, wound. The last couple of Christmases is, is we have had and then it's been really frustrating because we've been sick yeah. every Christmas. It's like moment of rest and celebrating. Yeah. We've been sick. So 
it's funny that you bring up that because I'm sure when we're, you're thinking about Christmas this year, I think you're like, please just let it not be that. Yes. And I don't even think about it. I'm just like Christmas coming up. Oh yeah. I don't even think about the, the last day couple after years. Thanksgiving, my body will be remembering and keeping <laughs> the score. Like I will be like, I, what can I do? How can I control this? to make that not happen again. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm really tuned into Christmas, but I'm not tuned into that reality. It almost- That's so funny. But I bet you once we get there, it will affect me. Yeah. But it's not in the not in the planning stage or do I think about it? Oh, you don't plan on being like, you know what, I'm going to start being anxious here. Yeah, like, that just happens for me naturally. Right. <laughs> <laughs> just sprouts up like a plant. Um, but yeah, but, but you, I could hear- like being together for 18 years, I could hear this thing. We a have couple not been days. together for 18 years, but it's okay. Fight with dating. <laughs> so you don't count dating as we, us being together. Oh, we wow. Have been okay, to, okay. We have been married for 16. Don't ever doubt yeah, Jesse. Yeah. Thank you. We've been married speaking for 16 of dates. years. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> dates. We've been married for 16 years and then yeah. we dated, we were engaged for a year and we dated for a year. That's 18 years. What I meant to say is, you're, yes, of course. And we years. were friends uh, before that, so we could no. go way back. Shoot, this is awkward, everyone. Don't I'm ever sorry. correct. I'm sorry. Don't ever correct me on that. <laughs> anyway. Yes, we've been together for 18 years, like I said, of course. Yes, yes. Thank you <laughs> that you brought up yourself and knew. Um, but I feel like I could hear you say a couple days before Christmas, mm-hmm. why am I anxious? I'm feeling a little anxious. I've been more anxious than I normally yeah, am. Or, or it it's operating because, underneath the surface. Yeah. And then maybe we get to the day after Christmas. I'm sorry to cut you off, but this no, is what I exactly right. am picture ha- going to happen. Probably right. Is we get to fingers crossed. Everything goes well. And two days after Christmas, I go, Oh, we made it. Yeah. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. And then I go, Oh, I think under the surface operating for the last couple of weeks was this nervousness that it wasn't going to, that we were going to get sick. Yeah. I feel like, and that's crazy because it's yeah. there, but I don't cognitively think about it. And for me, it's leftover infertility trauma for sure is it happened. Our Christmas, we were completely alone two years ago because we had COVID. And then this Latin next year we were not so much alone, but we were, it wasn't good. It wasn't right. It wasn't the same as it was supposed to be. Yeah. It wasn't plan A. That's what I'll say. Yeah. And I realized after that happened that it's my leftover infertility trauma of like, I'm going through that month of December thinking, when is the next shoe going to drop? When yeah. is someone going to be sick? When are we going to have to cancel? When are we going to have to change any everything? When are we going to have to do this, that, this, that, this, that? And that completely takes me back to my infertility because I had the biggest plan B happen in my life. My plan A was to have children naturally and plan B is we could not have biological children. Yeah. So it's like, it triggers even that in me. Um, and you know what? I wasn't really thinking about it, but thanks for bringing it up. I should just start <laughs> to pre-control everything. You know, it's, you know, May 5th. That sounds like a good time. So dates aren't hard for you. So funny being such a calendar person. So funny. feels like counterintuitive or something like you just being so organized with your, our calendar. I feel like you're so organized with our family calendar. It's color coded or whatever, but you're not as aware of it having something hard coming from that day. Right. So that's just interesting. Yeah. I think that's because I am in those moments, I would say triggered back. I'd just say I'm triggered a little bit in those moments to what had happened previously. And I think that's a, a universal reality for many of us that when we thought about this topic, hard dates, I think what makes them hard is they are triggering. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I, 
if, if we want to talk about the feelings of it, I think that's at the core of it. Why is it hard? It's triggering. And you know, that word gets thrown around a lot. I'm triggered. I'm triggered. I know. And I know. Being triggered is an actual thing. Of course. You know, there's lots of different ways you could talk about it, but I think the best way to think about it f- in, for us in our, our scenario is the date that you're in or the moment that you're feeling is triggering you back to the feelings that you had back then. The stress that you're feeling in the present is bringing up maybe past traumas or stress that you've had in the past. That's the, this stress triggers that stress and it all kind of grows together. Um, and it's a very real thing that happens to us. So if I were to try to talk about what it felt like, I would have to talk about being triggered. Yeah. And I, and I, I don't plan to be triggered. No one plans to be triggered. Right. Um, but you get to a date and you feel a certain way, or you feeling anxious about a certain thing. And then you realize I'm anxious because I felt anxious back then. And it all, and it it all kind of comes back at once. So I, I think we have to be gentle with ourselves in that because being triggered sucks, you know? And if you experienced a loss and you had a due date, say you, you you were were able to get pregnant and you had this due date and you're like, start to hang on to that. Of course. You experience a miscarriage or a loss. The closer that date gets there, the closer you get to that date, maybe even on that date, all the feelings of stress, anxiety, sadness, Mm -hmm. being overwhelmed, it comes back. It's also going to trigger, it could trigger, not always, but it could trigger the same feelings that you had during that loss. So being aware of that and knowing that it's not just a date, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. It's not just a date on the calendar where it's like, oh, why are you being such a big deal about this? You know, it's just, it was a year ago or something like that, or I was so many months ago. It's triggering. So it's not necessarily like you're just feeling the stress of that day. You're feeling the stress of that day. And and the flashback. And the compounded stress of what you felt back then. And the less that we process when we get triggered, the more comes back up. That's why we're such advocates for processing. It drains some of the pressure out of what was there, you know? So when things do come back up, of course it's painful. Of course, it always yeah. stays with you. Of course it's painful. Of course it hurts. But yeah. you're more you're more so remembering the pain. You're remembering how hard it was. You're not experiencing it again for the first time. So the more we process, that's why we're huge advocates for that. But I just want to be clear and say, you know, for me, when we get to some of those dates, I sometimes get triggered back to how I was feeling back then. So when we're talking about the difficulty of these hard dates, give yourself grace because it's not like the date is hard. It's you're triggering a whole chain reaction of things that's coming back up. And that's why it's important to think about. That's why it's important to talk about. That's why I think this conversation is important. Knowing that it's coming and knowing that this anniversary of something sad or the anniversary of like, like I think back on when we started to try to have kids, we went to New York City, which is hilarious, like not the Bahamas sitting on some beach, you know, feeling all good and sexy. We went to New York, (laughs) smelly, sweaty, exhausted by the end of the day to try to have kids. Hilarious. Nothing says 
let's relax and get pregnant, like taking the L train. Especially with a person like- Is it an L? Is it an no, L? that's Chicago. R. It's an R. No. What are they? The one? Doug, your California is showing. Just stop. Sorry, anyway, <laughs> um, I seriously think like 40% of our listeners live in New York. I so know. That was probably offensive yeah. what I just said. They just threw up on yes, the train. They, they're yelling right now. <laughs> they just slapped someone. <laughs> just keep it to California, Doug. Talk about Disneyland. Anyway. It's, it's, it's not. It is the L. No, the no, L, L is the Chicago. elevated train. Elevated train. Is it the, it's the, they're numbered. It's one, right? Oh God. I'm so Doug, sorry. Doug, I'm so please sorry. Stop. I'm digging. Stop. I'm digging deeper. <laughs> I'm sorry. They are yelling at you. They are yelling at you. Um, for me, it's funny. I, I it's funny as you were talking. I kind of felt like, for me, these dates, I always knew they were coming. Yeah. I always knew that I was going to be emotional. I always knew that I wanted to honor either my grief or my feelings or whatever I wanted to do on that day. I felt no problem being selfish and being like this is something. Um, but you know, what's interesting is I kind of sometimes like felt like a way to honor it or like a way to like honor what I've been through. So like, yes, triggering absolutely that, but also like, I felt like sometimes I would be like, just have a, I don't know, like felt like close to it in a way, Mm, like, because you wanted to embrace it. I wanted to embrace it. And I, and I wanted, I feel like in the busyness of life and especially for me, I feel like I really didn't slow down a lot or don't slow down a lot. And it's almost a reminder to be like, slow down. Remember that you couldn't have children, biological children. Like think about this, like bereaved mother's day. I always do that. Like I'm thinking about that part of our story. And it almost is like, for me, I don't want to say gift because I don't want anyone to feel like I'm saying that it's this great thing to have like an anniversary of a day. Maybe it's an opportunity. It's an opportunity. And I feel like for me, it gave me an opportunity to slow down and to have grace on myself and not just wonder why am I being emotional? It's like, I'm being emotional because this huge day is coming up. And for me, it was sad and hard. And, but also it felt like it was like honoring in a way, like an honoring of my grief, even though it was sad. It's not like it's like happy. It wasn't like happy honoring, but it's like an opportunity for me because I don't slow down sometimes and just think about it to honor it and think about it and to kind of be a little bit selfish with it. Like selfish to be like, I'm going to think about this today and I'm going to do what I want to do today. And, you know, so for me, I felt like, like, isn't, can I say like, I feel like I honored my sadness. I feel like I honor, it was an opportunity for me to honor and sit in my grief and just be like, this is, this is a day. And, and it shows how much like love that you had yeah. for that thing and how special that thing that is. Sounds, that sounds sense, very flippant. Yeah. I meant like, like I'm thinking about someone that like has a due date. It's like, it shows you how much you care and love that baby or you care and loved about that loss or, you know, how much, how, how you care about how much you are trying, or maybe it can like an anniversary of like starting to try to conceive. Like I'm thinking of those kind of people, like, you know, that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big deal. It is. It's a big deal. It sucks, but it's also a time where you can slow down and honor that pain because that pain and that thing that you wanted was really special and really sweet. Yeah. And it's unfair that you're having to, have these anniversaries and I hate that. Um, but I don't know. I feel like it's do an you, opportunity to you, honor it. Yeah. Do you feel like you ever felt guilty for how much you did feel like you're like, wow, this I'm really feeling this date. 
And, and did you ever feel like, oh, I'm feeling too much or, or was it hard to justify why you're feeling that much? Cause I could see how people might think, yeah. oh, I'm making such a big deal about this. You know? Oh yeah. What do you think? Well, that gets into like what I would do on a day like that mm. of just like the grace for yourself needs to shoot through the roof. No, I am a person that tries to define why I'm feeling this way. Mm. So when I would get a holiday that, or an anniversary or something, like I'm thinking about our failed adoptions. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about those. It almost gave me an opportunity to feel that. Mm. And it made it feel like I can feel sad on this day and not have to justify why I'm feeling sad. That makes sense. That's that's how I am and how yep. I felt like, because I feel like if I'm just sad on a random Tuesday, I'm really trying to figure out why. Yeah. And I'm really trying to grow in this area yeah. of like, so you're like the anniversary of us starting to try to have kids coming up. Oh, I'm going to use this opportunity to embrace my sad. Yes. Yes. Embrace yeah. my sad and not try to sit there and justify or figure out or, you know, judge myself really. Cause that's what I'm doing is I'm judging myself. I was like, why are you so sad on a random Wednesday? Why, why are you so sad? And that gets me nowhere instead of just embracing my feelings and being like, yeah. not sure, just be sad. Right. <laughs> like I don't do that well. So these days were an opportunity or these for me at least was an opportunity for me to be like, almost be like, oh, that's where I can feel and not judge myself for it and be really selfish about it. So naturally, if we're talking about how we're feeling, we probably want to think about what do we do with those feelings? What do we, how do we prepare for a hard date? This podcast is coming out on Friday, a couple days before Mother's Day, which is huge. It could be a hard date for many people. It's kind of the big bad wolf of all bad days. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of the, yes, <laughs> it encompasses everything. If you're struggling with infertility of a date being hard is yeah. that day is mother's day. Yeah. It's mother's day. But if you're dealing with infertility, it's a celebration of the thing you're not, which is so hard. It's that's why it's the big, bad, uh, horrible thing. Cry. Yeah. So sad. Yeah. I just wish that everybody that wanted to be a mother could be when they want to be. And I feel like mother's day is just such a symbol of, that what you are desperately trying to become and trying to control and trying to pay money to try to have a chance. It's just so sad. Mother's Day was one of the, is, was the hardest day. It's the hardest day for me. It's, yeah. It just is. Just even even so having unfair. adopted children is still complicated, you know, because yeah. I feel like the longing to be a mother felt so bad and felt so hard on this day. And it felt like it was just everywhere, everywhere I went, go to target. There's the cards, go to this. There's the thing. You know, we had someone share in our process groups that she just went to her lunchroom and it was like, happy mother's day. And she's like, I work with the majority of men. Why is this here? You know, like, you know, like I, it's everywhere. I can just feel a lot. I feel like the longing and the desperateness and the despair that I felt on Mother's Day without having kids is almost a deeper crevasse than now having adopted children and having them mm. on Mother's Day. Even though I, I mean, it's like the pain of wanting does that to make be. Sense? A, yeah, I think so. Like the yeah. pain of not wanting to be a mom on Mother's Day is, is not equal to the joy you feel 
on Mother's Day of being a mom. Yes, yes. Yeah. Like it's such a unique, deep pain. Yeah, it's a great day, right? It's like, oh, it's great. I love being celebrated. And I've had a lot of bad Mother's People Days. People bring, bring me flowers, blah, blah. It's great. And I think what you just said of like, I've had a lot of hard Mother's Days mm-hmm. in this journey. And I think, I think I'm triggered sometimes back to those hard days. I think that's it's exactly not what always, it is. Yeah. It's not always sunshine, rainbows, and lollipops. Like, there is moments of it in there. And I have, you know, two children that call me mama, you know? Like, but it's it's still, it's just a painful thing. It's just, a, it's complicated. Yeah. Even after you, you know, quote unquote, get what you want or whatever. It's just a hard yeah. thing. It's just, it's just complicated. It's, there's, it's multi-layered Mother's Day specifically. Yeah. You, know, you know, we're not, we're talking about hard dates in general, but Mother's Day, if we could just, especially yeah. having adopted children, you want to honor that they have moms too as well. Right. That, that you know, we're, we we're not the first family that they were, that they came into. So it's just, it's just, it's really tough and really tricky, but I think your emotions and your tears represent how emotional these hard dates can be and how triggering they can be to even think about them. You know, you're, you're not even really thinking right now about this Sunday coming up. You're thinking about all that that, that represents and the whole yes. thing comes up for you. And that's yes. why it's emotional and overwhelming. Yeah, And just like anniversaries of like losses and due dates that were supposed to be like, that's just, that's just so hard. It's just sore and, un- and unavoidable. Like we said in the beginning of the podcast, it's unavoidable. You cannot escape these days. So naturally what comes up is how do we prepare for something like this? How do we prepare for a hard date like that? Obviously it's emotional. It's triggering. If you're listening to this podcast, there may be a, a hard date coming up for you. It might be this mother's day is the hard date. What Jesse, what would you want people to know in order to prepare emotionally for a hard date. Yeah. I think this applies to any hard date. We've talked a lot about mother's day, but we actually have a podcast about mother's day that you could go back and listen to where we have a lot of, um, just a lot of what that could feel like. And a lot of, I don't want to say advice, but like helpful tools maybe to get through that day. Um, so yeah, you can go back and find that, but I would say for all hard days, um, the grace for yourself needs to go through the roof. I'm a little bit edgy. Okay, Grace. I'm I'm crying more than normal. Okay, Grace. I'm numb and I don't feel anything. Grace. Like just the grace needs to like fall on you like a wave, like towards yourself. Yeah. Like it's like you need a a, a grace bath. Yes, you need a grace bath. Can that be a thing? Um a grace shower. A grace shower. Like where you have like you know how the showers they have like multiple like some showers have like multiple heads or yeah, whatever. Yeah, not like one of like, those, yeah, not, not like a re- single rain shower. One of those that shoots at you from every wall. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like grace and not even for that day, but the week before month before yeah. week after month after like uh, all of that time, you need to just have so much grace with yourself. And if you have a partner and you can tell them like, tell them like, I'm going to need a lot of grace in this time because this is a very, triggering time for me. I am sad. I am whatever overwhelmed. Um, and just, uh, you need a lot, a lot, a lot of grace. And then my second piece would be don't judge yourself at all for what you feel. Even if you get to that day and you're not as sad as you thought you would be that I just would say, don't judge yourself too hard. 
don't judge yourself at all for whatever you're feeling. Even if you don't feel anything or even if you get to that day and you're okay. Cause that sometimes feels like, I know for me, if I ever woke up on an anniversary or something like that, where it felt like I'm actually okay. It felt almost like guilty that you weren't honoring Mm, the date. And actually for me, sometimes leading up to the date was harder than actually experiencing the date. Not always, but sometimes. So just, and maybe get your partner or your friend or whatever, a little heads up of why you might be a little bit more sensitive Mm -hmm. and a little bit more emotional or maybe not, or you need to be asked how you're doing on that day. Like that would be something I'd want to tell you, Doug, to be like, ask me how I'm doing on that day. I'm going to want to talk about it. And maybe for some people, I don't want to just say it. I want you to ask me. Yeah. I would just say, give yourself a lot of grace and don't judge yourself on how you're doing on that day. Yeah. Whatever happens, whatever that sounds feels, easy. That is, it really is the, that's the thing. I literally am like a guilt and shame person. That's like yeah. trying to get over my guilt and shame in my life. And that is the hardest thing of like feeling guilt or feeling like I woke up that day and I kind of was okay. It's like, Oh no, does that mean that I'm farther away from it? And I don't, you know, love that so much or it doesn't like, no, like just go with whatever you are feeling and feeling don't like, try to judge yourself. Why is this affecting me so much? Uh, you know. Yes. Or even like, why am I not affected that much? I didn't wake up in tears. It's like, that's okay. Like yeah. it doesn't mean that you don't love it or honor that day anymore or any less. It's just, so just give yourself a grace shower and don't judge yourself on what comes up. So Doug, what would you say to the listener about hard dates, how to prepare or how to deal with hard dates? I would say when it comes to hard dates, think of this like you're in a partnership, right? Like a couple or something like that. I think it's very possible that one person may want to distance themselves from this, these feelings because of the date. Interesting. I think another person may want to embrace these feelings mm. because of the date. Are even, you talking about from personal experience? Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> even <laughs> in our relationship, right? You're like, oh, this date's coming up. This is my opportunity to embrace and feel and cry. For me, I might go, Ooh, ugh, I, I, let's go do anything Fun. else to think and not think about this because yeah. this day sucks or distract yourself or right. whatever. Yeah. And both of those feel like both of those feel like adequate ways to cope with something. You, if you like habitually always avoid feeling that's probably going to be problematic. Right. But if you're like, Hey, this day really is hard and I just kind of want to keep myself busy and it's kind of a triggering day for me. That seems okay. I guess what I the the problem would be is if you're in a relationship with someone and two people are thinking oppositely and then that just creates separation, yeah, you know? Yeah. And one person is like, how come this is not affecting you? Don't you realize it's mother's day? And then the other person is like, I'm just trying to stay busy. I'm going to go visit my mom and I'm going to go, I want to play golf or something like that, you know? And, and it almost could just feel like, how are we on such different pages? I guess the, what I would say is how do you prepare for something like that is to realize that you both are actually on the same page and it's mostly the page is this, that this day sucks, you know, and you want to deal with it a certain way. 
when it comes to preparation, I would just say, communicate what, what you feel like you want to do with this date. Don't be like me and realize halfway through the date that it's bothering you. If you could think about just a moment ahead of time, the way that you want to process a day like Mother's Day or a day like an anniversary of something coming up or a birthday and say, I think I actually am going to want to just get away and not think about it. And then maybe, maybe another person saying, I actually do want to think about it. Okay. Can we do a little bit of both? Can we go to a park and have a moment where we talk and walk and think about it? But then after the park, go to the movies or something like that, you know, right? can, right. can we do something where we meet each other where we're at? yet also get what we need. Yeah, that, I like, I like I how say. you say, because I definitely judged you for going to play golf on our anniversaries yeah. of things. Or I didn't really play golf, said, yes. Yeah, you serve, I mean, I don't know, whatever. Whatever you did. But like, I, I like that reframing because I would like judge you. Like, don't you care? Yeah. Don't you like care enough? But I like what you said of like, we're both trying to cope. Yeah. You're both trying to cope. You're just totally. coping in the way that totally. makes sense to you. You know, and- I like that idea of like, cause the person that wants to feel probably wants that person to feel with them or just see them in the feels. So I like what you said, like go do something that can honor both people and how they process. And I think that's exactly it. It's do something that honors both people yeah. and give each other a ton of grace. Yes. A ton that of grace. That should be the, the name of this episode. Do, do something for your advocate for yourself to do something that is honoring and, and, and helps you process and helps you cope. And then also give yourself tons of grace. If you're in a relationship with someone and you're both going through it, advocate for each person gets a little bit of what they need and helps them cope and then give each other a ton of grace. And I would just say, and I know we're probably like a broken record. It would probably be better to do that a few days ahead of time instead of in the moment. <laughs> Because if you're like me in the moment, I'm already emotional. So I'm probably going to be a little bit more snappy and a little bit more like, what do you mean? You didn't, you're going to go do this? Okay. Like, and if maybe if ahead of time a little bit, I can be like, what are you planning on doing that day? What would you think would make you feel whatever you want right, to feel on right, that day? Right, right, right. And I like the idea of just like coming together and trying to make a plan before you're in it. I don't know about anybody else. When I'm in it, I'm pretty already hyped up. I'm pretty <laughs> already emotional. We're sorry that you have to experience hard dates. A lot of things that we go through throughout infertility, we can create separation for yeah. when we're hurting. Yeah. You know? When we're really baby in a shower hard space, or something, yeah. some even some family event. You can when go off social media. When we're yeah. really struggling, we can create separation. We can't separate ourselves from the calendar from the reality that every day ticks by and some days are more triggering than others. I'm sorry. And I hope that you know you're not alone, that you're not the only one that experiences hard days. I hope that you feel grace. I hope that you can advocate for things that help you cope and help you process and know that we're here for you. That we like what you need to do in these moments or the opportunity you have in these moments to give yourself grace and time to cope and process. That is what we care about most at Uniquely Knitted in the nonprofit that we run. So if you're listening to this and you're like, does anyone care? We care. We run a nonprofit that cares for you. So just know that you're not having to do this completely on your own. You are not alone. And however you experience these days, 
is okay, is okay. And we also honor them with you, honor them and see them with you. Thank you for listening to the Infertility Feelings Podcast, a show produced by the nonprofit Uniquely Knitting. This is your place to process, cry, and laugh about infertility. We are so grateful to all of our wonderful donors who support this work. If you would like to learn more about how we serve the community and support the work of Uniquely Knitted, we encourage you to check us out at uniquelyknitted.org. If you enjoy this podcast and would like more people to hear it, please give us a rating and a comment in Apple Podcast. This is the best way for more people to hear these conversations. If you need to talk to someone about your feelings, please reach out to us. We are here to help you. If you would like to learn more about our unique process groups, please follow the link in our show notes. See you guys next week. said infertility and hard dates and I can't get out of my head just a picture of a hard date. <laughs> okay. Like a date? You know what I'm talking like about? A like date? a date? Like, like a, a hard date. Yeah. <laughs> Not are they spelled the same? <laughs> date. Maybe hard date. No, it's not hard days. It's hard dates. That's what we're talking about. I know, but I can't yeah, stop yeah, thinking I about I a hard date. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm broken. That's a podcast for another time.